Talk Mike Parsons into coming on the show, Dan. Oh man, that, that, email, was, that, Twitter. Was, that was a big get. Oh boy, that was fun, wasn't it? Nah, I died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. I really enjoyed that. Segment yeah, it was good with, uh, with the old mic on here. Uh, of course, played by myself, mm-hmm. Dan Howell, uh, host oh, of the gave it away Spring Food Mo podcast, the What You Eating episode that you're listening to right now. We didn't really have Mike Parsons on. I think we had people fooled. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and part of that was, I think, the research that I put into the voice uh, <laughs> of Dove Mike. Um, wow. Wow. What a segment that was. I did see I hope him, to have him back. speak in person. I was referring to that mm-hmm. experience as I was talking oh, to yes. your Mike Parsons. Mm-hmm. I got to say, he did carry, he does generally generally carry himself with dignity and have like a pretty rich, good speaking voice. Well, yeah. I mean, I, that's how <laughs> I mean, you it's get exactly to the how position you that, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that Mike Parsons gets to. <laughs> Do you think that got back to him? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it gets back to him uh, in the same way that my tweets at him do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I tweet at uh, I, Mike Parsons. I'm, I was tweeting sure him a bunch there for a while also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to do it on the daily, but uh, I don't think he reads those, Andy. I, yeah. don't, I don't think... I'm I'm afraid that just some poor intern is getting those. <laughs> yeah, and, some uh, staffer also not paying any uh-huh. attention to them. So, yeah, yeah, I cut that out. But uh, it, you just know that we'll never cut the seething satire here on <laughs> Spring Food Mo, <laughs> even if it does reach Parsons' desk. <laughs> Come on, Spring Food Mo, Parsons. Oh yeah, please. No, that offer still <laughs> definitely stands. If Mike Parsons comes on the show, I will. Uh, well, I would love that. We'll still have Gridens too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. We'll definitely still have Gridens. <laughs> I, I, I say we have them both on at the same time. Have ourselves a little gubernatorial death match. Didn't we invite him on back when Gridens was still oh, governor? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and honestly, I think we're. It's easy to say right here. Standing invitation for any Missouri governor, mm-hmm. past, present, or future, alive or dead, alive or dead, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, love a dead gov on the show. Speaking of alive, uh huh. How about that uh teriyaki house episode? Oh boy, zero feedback on mm-hmm. that, which mm-hmm. was interesting. Yeah, you know, I listened back to it, and uh, we we sure did go on for a long time it's about true. about how bad that food was. And uh, I'm 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 gonna pledge here and now on the what you eat in episode, canonically one of our good episodes for the paying subscribers here. Uh, I, th- I think next time that we have something really bad, I'm going to, I'm going to try and add go, a little brevity, go to a little it. harder. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to be meaner. <laughs> um, no, no. I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know how much I love listening to that. Just, <laughs> just us complaining for so long, but hopefully we made it fun. I can tell you that uh, it had about 20 fewer downloads on the day yeah. uh, that it came out than most of them. I think people just did not care. Straight up did mm. not care about Teriyaki House. If only they had known what the uh, the second segment was going to bring, though, because I mean, Andy they had even more reason to skip it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some would say that maybe I should 
get down the voice of even one existing character <laughs> before uh, introducing a new one each week. That sounds exactly like Tormund Giants, oh, Bane. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. I mean, for my money, I feel like when I say Patrick Stewart, that sounds like Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it's just all the other words. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got... I just expected a mask to come off and it was going to be Tormund Giants Bane. Like, I thought that's what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought about that whenever I truly realized that uh, the voice was interminable from Tormund Giants Bane or really any other British character I do on the show. Uh, but no, no. I th- I think Tormund and... Uh, and Patrick Stewart are are two two separate people, and uh, they may even meet at some point on the show. Oh my! <laughs> Should I cut that out so we don't spoil the surprise for oh, our no. Tower Club members? No, no. The Tower Club members will, of course, be the only ones knowing what's going on because mm. you will not be able to tell them apart when they appear on the show <laughs> together. So, stay tuned for that. Oh man, I'm not going to spoil it yet, but there's a. <laughs> Next episode's going to be weird too, Dan. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for you either. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I had a few ideas of my own. Well, I, I'm not talking about a bit. I'm talking about this place we're going to cover, but we'll get into it. Oh, okay. We'll get awesome. into it later sure. when we record again in three days. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited. It's been a while since we've sat down and recorded one of these bonus episodes, Andy. The last one we been. did was uh, we were still doing it from the safety of our homes mm-hmm. over the through the power of the internet. Yeah, now we're doing it from the safety of my home because uh-huh. canonically we record the bonus episodes at my house. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that is canon and it's also true. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sitting on my comfy couch. Uh-huh. Got this at uh, the erstwhile Charlie's Flea Market, Dan. It's definitely a flea market couch. It is. I love this Not couch. Not to say anything disparaging about it, but it's it's got that look. It's got that feel. Gold, base color, faded gold, and lots of flowers flea market couches range from burnt orange to to just about this tone. burnt gold yeah to burnt gold uh i think that's about the only color that they got to come in you can see a picture of this couch dan wow in the uh lyric booklet for my new album which came oh, out today goodness. wow that you've still yet to hear <laughs> yeah i mean today's not actually today uh, yeah for our listeners and myself this comes out friday may 22nd uh-huh not going to spend too much time talking about it, but Secret Punk by Sister City wow. came out today. That's me. Andy, I mean, do you want to go ahead and get no. into what else we've been eating with our eyes and ears since we're no. at that section of the show? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> All right. Well, let's save it. I think, I think people care about that a lot less than they care about the restaurants. <laughs> I so disagree. we can save it for the end. I mean, take that up with Dan Chilton because oh, okay. we know it's his favorite part of the episode. This, I, we don't actually know that. We actually just had a Twitter in, Twitter mm-hmm. interaction with Dan Chilton earlier today. Uh, I guess we're getting a wiki. I guess we shamed him into <laughs> making a wiki for us. Yeah. And, and Dan, if, if you're listening to this right now, which surely you are, uh, hopefully you haven't started on that wiki. Please do not waste any more of your huh? well-earned time. Waste it all. On, on <laughs> our show. I'm pro making us a wiki. That's just once. Th- I know that eventually I will probably do it. I, I'm pro making it as well. I just, I'm just not pro anybody but the, the two people who have uh, cursed themselves with no. this show. <laughs> Let other people do the work. <laughs> I'm at this point where if any, anything I can do to reduce the amount of time I spend doing this thing I like doing. Sure. <laughs> I would love it. 
<laughs> I just know that eventually I would do it. And it's good that someone else is tackling it before we get to like 200 episodes mm-hmm. that I have to go back and listen to. Because I will absolutely do it once I tell myself I have to. Well, you know, I I just, I hope it's up to uh, the standard that we've set here at the <laughs> Spring Food Bow podcast quality-wise. Uh, I, I, w- I want drop-downs. I want history. Um, I want the elusive Wikipedia tab that says controversy. Oh, yeah. Even if there's not anything in it, come up with some kind of controversy for us, Dan. Uh, whether it be the... Uh, the poor rating that we gave Ziggy's mm. or what, what other controversial things? The chicken thing. Farmers. The chicken thing. The yeah. Guy from farmers sicked his friends on us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Farmers <laughs> gastro pub was not uh, very excited with the review that we gave their chicken sandwich as a part of the chicken sandwich death match mm-hmm. way back in October, November, mm-hmm. maybe what kind of death match should we do this year? I mean, we've done the 2020 donut death match. I think that we need to do a death match death match where we discuss for an hour which of our two previous uh-huh. death matches uh-huh. were better. That sounds like good bonus episode <laughs> content, actually. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, boy, Andy. Crab Rangoon? Crab Rangoon death match? Oh, absolutely. I Man, like that's a good idea. We need to go with sides or something that's easier to transport mm-hmm. or maybe something that is acceptable to eat to go, you know, because we did get uh, some flack, we'll say, for uh, the way we handled our chicken sandwich deathmatch, which was bad. We, <laughs> we listen, did a bad job We on got that. the most minor amount of flack for what I would say was like our least consequential episode ever, the episode where we review five different chicken sandwiches within the span of one episode. I, I, I don't know that certainly inconsequential for the guests on the episode oh my who were on their phones for most of it. <laughs> hey, I mean, there was probably pretty exciting stuff going on on their phones. Like if I could, I'd, I'd be knuckle deep in Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I don't know how we got talking about episodes for uh, four to five months from now. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we got some uh, relatively new restaurants to talk about, wow. Dan. Relatively new restaurants. Uh-huh. You know, the That's idea the name of the game here on the What You Eat episode. That we would try and review new restaurants, restaurants that opened in the past month uh-huh. since the last one. But unfortunately, we launched our <laughs> bonus episode subscription program right at the beginning of a global pandemic. Well, Hank. That uh, <laughs> made it a kind of a bad time to open up a new restaurant. That didn't stop some people, and we've talked about all of them. Absolutely, yes. We, We're running out, though. We are definitely, I think, doing a good job on covering all the new restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just not many of them, Andy. But, you know, at the same time that it's a, a curse for our little stupid show here, it's a blessing that uh, we're able to make some donations to Ozark's Food Absolutely. Harvest right now in these trying times. And I, I got to say, the donations are are just getting bigger. I, awesome. I was looking at the account today, and I think at the end of May, we're going to have a pretty hefty uh, donation to send their way. So I, that, that makes me literally feel better about the show that uh-huh. I ever have. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> And I think maybe we should say that uh, in June, if there's nowhere le- nowhere new left for us to cover, sure. Dan, we should just do an episode about a Nixa restaurant or an Ozark restaurant. We've definitely thought you about know. that. We've also talked about, of course, doing uh, Springfield franchises what? because there are lots of those that uh, we do know. have one of those on, one of those in the books for Ooh. sure. Didn't we talk about that? I think so. We don't need to say it. Know. Yet. Who knows? 
<laughs> Famously, we we do all of our uh, off air discussions on air. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the places that we did wow. manage to try here in the last week because even though we have a full month to eat these mm-hmm. new places. We're still doing it like the week before and yes. slam them all in there in the yep. three days before recording. Absolutely. Recording. And man, <laughs> is it a pain in the butt. <laughs> Actually, it really sucks. <laughs> I did one of them about nine days ago and I was so thrilled yeah. to get it out of the way. It was, uh, you know, it's great to be able to, to eat sure. new places and have good food. And, uh, but, you know, <laughs> we just backed ourselves <laughs> into a corner here. We're all, we're, I'm already really busy and I'm sure you are too, but, you know, whatever. Let's talk about rolling smoke first. Wow. Uh, this is going to seem like a pattern, but there's just not much info out there about this place. Mm-hmm. I know I've said that about a couple places lately. I'm doing everything I normally do, Dan, and I'm just not finding anything. Um, this one was pretty extraordinarily tough uh, to find information on. Couldn't even find an owner name because there is no rolling smoke listed in the Secretary of State website. Sure. Uh, this is a barbecue food truck that opened earlier this year. It's at the Route 66 Food Truck Park, which uh, so is the other one of the other restaurants we're going to talk about today. I think Amber Daniels oh. is who I saw as a potential owner because I, I did find some Secretary okay. of State stuff in there. Um, whenever I was trying to see how recently this restaurant had opened, I think the most recent filing was just in January of this year and showed, showed a Amber Daniels. Did, did they put the G on rolling? Is that how you found it? Because I, I just realized that I didn't search rolling. I only searched rolling. No, I searched rolling as well. I don't, Maybe I, don't, I did it the wrong way. Who cares? Know. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, were you searching like the name of the keyboard? Roland, Roland smoke <laughs> took me a second. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, I'm pretty sure I, I don't know what I did, Dan. I thought I thought I couldn't find it. Now, do you think the owners of this place get the reference like the druggy reference of their place's name? I, I mean, I don't think they do. I don't know. You know, you always encroach that territory with with barbecue restaurants. Like I, I, I don't I don't think it's too hard to get close to a Roland marijuana smoke. related Roland smoke. <laughs> yeah, I mean the smoke uh, is rolling. I, I get that it's rolling like wheels on the car because it's a truck. It's actually shack. Mm-hmm. It's barbecue shack is what it's called, but I don't know. There's nothing like green themed. Okay, do you remember that time? Okay, of course you remember this because you were there. We we judged that uh, the food truck competition. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then we went and walked around afterwards, and there was this purple food truck that had the name Andy and one of their uh, items on the sure. menu. I said, Hey, take my picture. And then I, I made that picture in my profile on Facebook. So I thought it was funny. And then I didn't realize like a week later that there's an enormous pot leaf <laughs> on the side of that food truck. And I was like, Oh no. So I'm friends with all, all these coworkers. Like one of them had liked the picture. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you see this? Did you notice no, that was there? No, I, I didn't. You know what and I'm talking about, though. Yeah, right? I absolutely <laughs> do. But no, I, I, it, I had no clue. One of the d- things they had on the menu was called Summer Andy. And I was like, oh, this is funny because I'm wearing like shorts and a mm-hmm. t-shirt and look happy and it's sunny. And I uh, yeah, just big old pot leaf <laughs> <laughs> back there. Pretty funny. I mean, it is a pretty big part of your life, though. So no, I, I can see not. why 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 the why no. you could be confused there. Uh-uh. <laughs> this, this isn't true. <laughs> 
All right, let's talk about Rolling Smoke, Dan. Um, I brought you some Rolling Smoke for mm-hmm. lunch today. You did. Because we uh, pushed it straight to the edge. This place is only open for lunch on weekdays. I mean, I, I tried to go on Saturday um, to the food park to mm-hmm. visit both of these places, and unfortunately, both of them were closed, at least as of like 1130 on Saturday morning. But Andy, I gotta say, this was a pretty tasty lunch you brought me. I, oh, I was okay. happy to have it. I, I mean, I'm always overjoyed whenever you're able to bring me something for the show because it keeps me from having to make an extra trip, and uh, also it gives me a nice little. Usually, gives me a nice little lunch for for work. Whereas a I would bit of a probably power be... trip for you. Oh yeah, Andy, bring me some food. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I believe I volunteered every time. <laughs> well, you've never asked me to do that. I mean, at least in this case, the option was either Andy bring me some food or Andy discuss this food truck on your own on uh-huh. the show. So yeah, <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> well, talk about that slaw first, Dan. Andy really liked this slaw. No kidding. Really liked it. I'm what do you know what those little black bits were in there? I mean, it almost seemed like pepper. Or... I didn't get any slaw. Oh, you didn't get Mm-mm. any slaw. They had three Andy. side options. My thing came with two, so I ordered the other one for you. So Andy, this slaw, just your very standard dole slaw mix, but very clearly homemade because of the dressing. Now Come to think of it, I'm almost thinking that maybe this was a poppy seed dressing in there. It had almost a sweet onion dressing kind of flavor. Real nice and sweet. Uh, my only detracting point about the slaw would be that at some point in travel, uh, the wetness of the slaw transferred from its little you know compartment there in the styrofoam container onto my bottom bun of my sandwich. Oh, no. So I was a bit of a soggy bottom boy today, um, which brought me constant sorrow. Soggy bottom bun head? <laughs> well, I mean, I was doing my own thing, but yeah, sure. Soggy yeah. bottom bun head. Oh, I got it. Um, man, I really liked this slaw, though. Some of, the, some of the better slaw that I've had from a barbecue spot. Really nothing crazy special about it, but... Despite my bottom bun being saturated in it, I found myself dipping the remainder of the sandwich in that slaw juice and adding some of the slaw to the sandwich. I just like slaw on a barbecue sandwich, so I, I thought it was awesome. Nice. Really good slaw. Also That's came cool. with a bag of original Lay's potato chips, mm-hmm. Andy. And, uh, See a picture of those Lay's? Uh, I'm all right with those. On the Instagram. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I tried the beans, Dan. I got the barbecue Ooh. beans there. This had some kind of a relatively hot green pepper in there that overwhelmed all the other flavors. Mm. It, there was some sort of green chopped up component, and I'm pretty sure that was what was giving it the spice. I wasn't a huge fan of these beans, and that was why. It was because that it had a real distinct peppery flavor that I just didn't, didn't really care for. Um, other than that, <laughs> I thought the beans were good. I really, actually really liked the texture. They were very thick. Mm. You know, a lot of times you get those like juicy, runny beans, yeah. but these were thick almost in a way that like Mexican style beans are not quite that thick, but I don't know. I, I like the texture. Didn't particularly care for the flavor, um, but if really peppery beans like green peppery beans sound good to you, definitely check this place out because you'll be in for a treat with like green pepper flavor is what you're really into. Also try the potato salad, Dan. Ooh, uh, These were uh, skin on potatoes okay. in there. Pretty good. Pretty big chunks. Smooth, creamy, very rich, except for like one single component in there. I don't know what it was. Really chewy. 
some some little piece of something you'd get in most bites, you know, would chew up a lot slower than everything else, and you would be left with that, you know, in your mouth. I don't know what that was. Did it seem like a loaded potato salad? Like, did it have any bacon flavor? It did not have bacon that I could see nor taste, but I guess it could have been not done enough bacon or something. Yeah, sometimes I don't you think get it bacon was bacon. Chew, but yeah. Hmm. Um, it definitely had that same homemade quality that you were talking about with your uh, uh, coleslaw because you could just see like the store-bought shredded cheese in sure. there. And I'm, I mean that, you know, as a positive. It, this was really tasty except for that one textural issue. Uh, but I, I generally like the potato salad. I ordered you a chopped chicken sandwich dan yeah and i thought that this would be fun i think anytime uh unless you know the dedict interferes andy which you know it's very important that we follow the dedict the dedict goes for both of us by the way andy i'm the only one who has to partake but if it comes down to it and you're like getting me food it you have to observe the dedict okay it, it, it's law um <laughs> what i'm saying is like if say a menu offers like something that's the name of the restaurant even if it's oh. hundreds of dollars andy you must hundreds? yes hundreds that's why i'm saying because i don't i don't want you to get yourself into a situation where you're like taking out a line of credit to uh, follow the dedict uh i mean i don't want that to happen but uh-huh. if it ever were to happen you must abide by the dedict. What was I talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your chewy, chewy. I almost said chewy chicken sandwich. Chopped chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. I thought it would be fun that uh, from here on out, whenever you have to get me some food, unless, of course, the dedict comes into play. Uh, we got it. <laughs> that you get to decide what I eat, Andy. Okay. Okay. Well, here it worked out well because they had four different types of meat. They had tri-tip pulled pork. Mm chicken i almost said and beans <laughs> <laughs> tried to pull pork chicken uh and the other thing i got which is ribs <laughs> now i'd say it worked out super well because i couldn't find their menu anywhere online oh yeah and, uh, <laughs> i couldn't either i just decided whenever i got yep. up there it was a pretty limited menu actually. that's kind of what i was thinking um and so they had pulled pork sandwich and chicken sandwich other than that it was just like meat and sides with those four options andy Oh, they did have pulled pork nachos as a special that Ooh. day. I thought about getting those, but you know, you were going to be about 20, 25 minutes away. And Too much nacho I mean, sog. I got a little barbecue sauce on my work shirt <laughs> around midday anyway. I, I don't think the nachos would have worked out so well. So I, I respect your judgment call on that. Kind of strange for a barbecue chicken sandwich, honestly. In uh, what the, way? The chicken were, it was cubed. It was like mm. cubed chicken breast, more akin to what you'd find in like, maybe a chicken taco or something. It wasn't like pulled sh- or shredded chicken, uh, barbecue chicken. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much everything that was on the sandwich. Pretty uh, nice sized bun there, but just the chicken and the barbecue sauce came with two extra cups of barbecue sauce and some uh, crinkle cut pickles on the side. And I got to say, I like this a lot, Andy. Okay. Uh, it, it, whenever I looked at it, you know, I'm always looking for, shredded chicken really especially whenever it comes to barbecue uh, well really anytime over like a cube chicken i'd probably rather have a nice moist shred but these were really good i i think you know you had a little grill texture uh on the like corners of those chicken cubes 
really liked the barbecue sauce. What did you think of the... I mean, it didn't seem like there was any difference in the two cups. I think they just really loaded me up with it. I gave you... They gave us one extra on the outside of the sure. box, and I went ahead and just put that in yeah. yours. Definitely didn't so. need that second one. I used pretty much the whole first one on there. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, nothing super special about it. No identifying factors that, like, I think make it any kind of regional barbecue sauce. I'm sure it is, but as listeners know, I'm a full-blown idiot. But overall, really enjoyed the sandwich. Beyond the soggy bottom bun, I think I'll definitely be grabbing some barbecue from Rolling Smoke again. I mean, Black Market's so close to my house, but if I find myself over there again, I I think I would definitely... I'd go for this sandwich again. I can go for another one right now. Wow. Okay. What did you get? Well, I got a two-meat combo, Dan, and I picked ribs and pulled pork. Uh, The pulled pork, pretty juicy, tender i don't think it'd been seasoned it's just straight up pork is what it tasted sure. like uh cooked well cooked to just the right level um some of the pork was like more pulled apart than other parts and um, this really seemed like something you might get at like a friend's cookout oh yeah. or something like that you know it wasn't like extraordinary i was happy to be eating it it tasted pretty good um i like a little a chunky pork in there almost reminds me of carnitas well there was you get that blend of like pulled and chunk absolutely wish wish it had a little bit more like a seasoning or flavor like carnitas often have or a little sear on it or something like that like i said it's pretty good um the ribs looked great they were slathered in a different sauce it was kind of a lighter deeper looking red sauce um on the outside um, gotta say, almost no meat on the bone. I mean, you're looking. It was about. It was three ribs, and I got about one bite's worth of meat with each one. I know that's not really this place's fault. You're just kind of stuck with whatever your, you know, su- supplier provides. But I was a little disappointed with those for that reason. I gotta say, Dan, um, this cost sixteen dollars. Whoa! The two meat combo was sixteen dollars. <laughs> I think it came with enough pork to go on a sandwich. And it came with three ribs, and it was a takeout container, you know, one with the the, the three compartments, two small ones, one big one. Um, the ribs and the pulled pork filled the uh, big one, and then the two sides filled the small ones. Sure. And uh, this was not $16 worth of food. I think if I had paid 8 or $9, I may not have been totally satisfied, to be honest Man, with you. Our main episode this week is pretty expensive, too. And another one of our what you oh, yes. places is kind of expensive. Oh, this yes. is a, taking quite the hit in the pockets. Well, I think yours was $11, your sandwich. Oh, was, yeah. Your combo was $11. That, definitely not worth $11. So, I, I liked every component of it, but truly like maybe a, like a, a full-size ice cream scooper worth of slaw in there that and a bag of lays potato chips not not eleven dollars yeah worth of combo there so uh food's fine mm-hmm. it definitely seemed like homemade backyard smoked meat to me there's sure. homemade backyard barbecue stuff sides included in that yeah. description and they got the smoker right there mm-hmm. i mean there, you, you, you can see it, you can smell it they're it, doing it it's pretty good sure. you know it just it's too expensive for what it is yeah i mean that's the thing about like barbecue especially but like food trucks i'm just i feel like if rolling smoke was sitting outside of a concert i was at uh-huh. i would gladly pay 11 dollars for that chicken sandwich and be elated just so happy to have it mm-hmm. but you know whenever you got crosstown right down the street from the food park you got 
black market ride down the street from the food park. You can drive less than a mile in either direction and uh, probably get some better barbecue as much as I did like it. But uh, yeah. I think if you're there with a group of friends, you know, and the whole idea is that everybody can get what they want and you're feeling barbecue that day, Mm -hmm. sure. That's that's the place to go. Absolutely. Well, we did try another of those food trucks. Wow. We did have planned a special bonus episode for the main feed where we teamed up with some other food bloggers and food people, including Billy Mm -hmm. from uh, 417 Foodist and uh, Holly from I Love Springfield. We were all going to go to a different uh, restaurant or truck at the Route 66. And what happened to those plans, Andy? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They uh, didn't pan out. Get it? Because pandemic. Oh, no, I was like, I guess food's cooked in a pan. That's kind of <laughs> like a, a, a pun. Uh, anyway, I think both of them are members of the uh, Tower Club. So sorry about that. We, we can still do it. We can still do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Later on. So we tried Earth's Harvest. Mm. Earth's Harvest. Their Facebook page says, we are a food trailer in the new Route 66. Do you say root or route? Um, I say root. Root. I Especially whenever it comes to Route 66. Uh-huh. I think route is the right way to say it. I definitely say route, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. I mean, I I say route if I'm like routing something in the mail to you. Router. Yeah, or if I'm messing with my router at home, that that's route. <laughs> um, maybe I'm in the mood for some Christian worship music, and I'm listening to David Crowter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a it's bad and it's so niche that it's impenetrable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some would say unnecessary to uh-huh. even make the joke. No, pretty no, I don't know why that happened. Not spelled that way. Now, I mean, speaking of not necessary <laughs> is me interrupting my own uh, reading of this restaurant's Facebook page thing. All right, we are a food trailer in the new Route 66 food truck park offering a 100% plant-based menu. With nearly 30 years' experience in vegan cooking, we bring original recipes to you for health of body, mind, and spirit. So, it's a vegan food truck, Dan. It is. Now, is everything there vegan, or is it just... Do they, I, I had think some cheese so. on mine. It's vegan cheese. Okay. Well, yeah. solid vegan cheese. I'll start oh. right there. What, what'd you get from Earth's Harvest, Andy, and when'd you go? I went yesterday. I got the Philly cheese steakish. This was for lunch. Menu did not specify what their what it doesn't specify what their meat substitutes are. It doesn't specify much of anything, no. Andy. That's why I was pulling it up here to see if there was a differentiating marks between like vegan and just vegetarian, but I guess everything They're here all is vegan. vegan. Yeah. Layered shredded protein substitute on a roll with some sliced peppers and onions. Mm-hmm. That's what this was. Uh, Looked good. Saw a picture of that one on the Facebook. Yeah. Served on some kind of deep, dark, fluffy roll. Ooh. A, a, the roll is uh, by far the best part of the sandwich. They're gluten-free rolls, too. Not really? that that's a concern for me. Flavor and texture were uh, nothing like a Philly cheesesteak. First of all, there weren't nearly enough peppers and onions on Are there. Are you sure it's gluten-free? Because everything on their menu that is gluten free is marked with a GF. Then I'm wrong, and I and I'm seeing the Philly cheese steak. Never mind. Does I was not wondering, have the girlfriend marker on it. <laughs> I was wondering how that could have been gluten free because it was so puffy and seemed like it had gluten. I mean, I've had some all right gluten free bread, but well, yeah. never mind. It wasn't gluten free. My mistake. 
I was under the impression that all their bread was gluten free, but apparently I was wrong. Nope. Sounds like it was gluten heavy. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it didn't really have anything in common with the Philly cheesesteak except sort of the presentation. And even then, it didn't really <laughs> look like a Philly. Sure. I th- generally think of a Philly being in like a white hoagie roll, and this roll was nothing like that, even though it was the very best part. God, I mean, the, the, the meat substitute like a really processed unnatural quality to it not saying it was it tasted bad it just didn't (laughs) it didn't even come close to imitating meat sure you know just had it it was very much its own thing it had some kind of mild sauce on it to give it some moistness because you know a lot of the like substitute meats don't have any moistness at all and you got to sauce them up they're also going to be really dry that was the case with this ah man the vegan cheese that was on mine you know it's supposed to be mozzarella and it was a kind of a it was very yellow it was like yellowish and it uh, didn't taste anything like cheese in fact it didn't really have much flavor at all it only Did it added, seem like it was shredded cheese mine was not shredded oh, mine was okay. a slice oh, it was wow. a big old slice of cheese uh, and it it only added texture which is really it was it added a nice creamy texture to the sandwich the primary taste was that delicious roll which was in fact delicious as i said <laughs> i'm reading from notes <laughs> Uh, my my notes say the primary taste was that delicious roll, which was delicious. That mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was basically a roll with some other stuff on it to me. You know, the sure. roll like I'm, I'm saying, the roll was tasty, Dan. It's delicious, if you will. <laughs> and uh, since you like the roll, I did. This this was just four four dollars and sixty five cents. Yeah, not bad. This sandwich, I wasn't upset with it at all. Uh, despite everything I said, it was actually pretty good. I really believe places like this sort of do a disservice to their food by presenting items as a substitute for, you know, regular meat dishes. Like, why not? This is a bad example, but like, why not call it a shaved TVP sandwich or something? Like, I realize shaved TVP doesn't sound appealing, but like, that's what it is. It's nothing like a Philly cheesesteak. Sure. You know, it's similar in that it's something that sort of looks like meat that has something sort of like cheese with some with a few onions and uh, peppers on a roll. Sounds Philly cheesesteak-ish. Ish, kind of. It, I don't think it's That's similar. That's what it should be called, Philly cheesesteak-ish. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> it's not similar enough to a Philly cheesesteak to even really be called a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. More in, menu items with comma in the name. <laughs> with a comma in the name. That's what I say. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I, I liked it. Sure. I thought it tasted fine. And for the price, it was a great deal. It was like a good lunch That's not portion. a bad price on it. Yeah, it was good. I, I have, actually have a couple other things to talk about. Why don't you tell me what you, you got for your entree? Oh, Andy. So I got a, I got a web to spin here. I went up to the food park not knowing whether I was going to get Earth's Harvest or Rolling Smoke Barbecue mm. right next to each other, actually. Just total polar opposites, really. The owners were talking when I, when oh, I really? was there today. They were really friendly. Well, whenever I went up there, uh, Rolling Smoke was closed, so my decision was pretty easy i hadn't checked out earth's harvest menu yet because i just kind of wanted to go in blind and looked at the menu for a second we're 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 a bandana over your Mm -hmm. eyes Mm -hmm. and your mouth yes well i i actually wore just some dark sunglasses and had the cane it was Mm. very offensive yeah um (laughs) and i'm sorry mr dengu yes (laughs) So bad. Mr. Dan so You should bring that character to the show. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, it'd be a lot of a lot of blind humor. Uh-huh. Blindness humor on an audio medium. Uh-huh. 
So yeah, you can pull that off. Yeah, I can both. In a way that uh, is not offensive. Cancel myself for being <laughs> offensive towards the differently abled, and uh, also it just not be funny. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that you know, <laughs> Mr. Dan sounds Dan right. Book it for, for next the show. Week. Yes. No, I I have a very special character oh. for next week, and uh, really not too far off the realm <laughs> of uh, Mr. Dan Goo. So uh, stay tuned, listeners, for that. Andy. Looked at the menu for a second. The uh, person taking my order there asked if I knew what I wanted. I said, no, I, I'm still trying to decide. And they said, well, you know, our, our, the haystack's popular. Mm. I was like, oh, sounds good. And they said, it's like a taco salad. Awesome. Nice. I love taco salad, Andy. Who doesn't? Not it's, I do. I do. It. I like not it. Not you do? Not me. <laughs> I don't. I don't not you like don't it. You don't not like it. Okay, got it. Um, man, English major, this guy. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> Ten years ago, Dan. Graduated with that degree. Really? Yeah. Wow. You were uh, in college for 15 years. <laughs> that was wild. Huh. I don't, I don't know, know how, how that know works. What age I don't that know what you yet. mean. Yeah. It's actually been nine and a half, but fine. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, Andy... She said it's like a taco salad. I love taco salads. Hey, I'd me say too. Easily, oh, wow. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Uh, oh. Easily my favorite type of salad. Let me lay this on you, Andy. Please lay the it on The haystack. Me. So here we go. Beans. Oof. A meatless meat crumble substitute. Not sure what it was, but doesn't sound quite like what you described. Much more akin to a meat crumble and definitely appeared as if it could have been ground beef. Mine were not crumbled. They were slices. Slices. Yeah, so this was definitely different. And also, may I say, a meatless crumble, probably the crown achievement of like meatless meat. I think it it imitates things better than anything else. We make meatless tacos all the time and they're awesome. So you got the beans, you got that meatless crumble, then you got some lettuce on there, you got some tomatoes, you got some sour cream, some salsa, some guacamole, got everything. You got black olives on there, which, you know. Could be mistaken, Dan, but this sounds an awful lot like a taco salad. Okay. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Now, what's the one thing missing? The bowl? There's no bowl, Andy. No bowl. Styrofoam container. Oh. But that's okay. I mean, because surely there was like some tortilla strips mm-hmm. in there, maybe some chips to dip it in. Yeah. There weren't. There weren't? There weren't, Andy. This is not a taco salad. Nothing taco about now, what you just described. here's the thing. I think it is a taco salad in the purest possible sense of what a taco salad could mean. Okay. However, there was nothing crispy in here. There was no fried tortilla bowl or chips or even tortilla strips as i described no there. chips nor strips this is what they're I would, not chipping or stripping <laughs> no chip no chipping or stripping andy i would say this was a seven layer dip oh. <laughs> and not in fact like a, a salad or entree truly okay so why is it called the haystack why not I call it the slee stack andy <laughs> As funny as that joke is <laughs> to, uh, to nobody, to, to absolutely no one, uh, a haystack is a real thing. Mm. I googled it, and yeah. apparently, a haystack is just an actual 
you know, combination of beans and lettuce and black olives and just like any kind of vegetables. It's like a weird beanie salad. Uh, So yeah, real life thing. However, were I to give some advice to Mm -hmm. the Earth's Harvest crew, I would say don't compare it to a taco yeah, salad. Don't, don't sell it as that. Uh, because there's nothing crispy in there. Thankfully, I had some chips at home. Uh, my first few bites, I just went as the Lord intended and stuck a spoon in this dip and <laughs> ate the dip that way. Uh, and Andy, it wasn't too bad. Okay. It really was like a pretty good version of a vegan seven-layer dip. I don't love black olives, but I, the, you know, there was no description of the item on the menu, and it's not obscene for black olives to come on a taco salad uh-huh. like i i you know there's no fault of theirs there and they're pretty easy to pick out as all black olives are thankfully that's why they put the holes in there so you can fish them out easier because they're disgusting they were never meant to go like on actual food they're more of like a a, a challenge or like dare food i think is okay. what they were intended to be that little like they put olives and like a black brine how is that supposed to be something that you eat dare to keep kids off olives oh my god i wish can we change the <laughs> the dare program to just be keeping kids off of olives uh-huh. because i i'd say black olives have easily done more damage to my life than any illicit drugs dan i hate them too they're i so, really don't like there's so i've tried gross. i've tried so hard mm-hmm. kalamata I can deal with them on a salad. Not my favorite thing. Don't like it. Hate Man, it. Man, the black olives can't do it. Just straight up, no way. I've had them your, the seven times. Yep. I know you're supposed to eat something seven times to develop a taste for it. I've done that for many, many things. I try them Hasn't all the time, with Andy, the olives because I don't want to be the guy who's just like has not liked black olives since a child and still doesn't like them. I try them all the time. If I get a supreme pizza, I'll try a few bites with the olives because they overpower I'm everything. Grown. Yeah, like I, I. I understand that some people like it, but I just I don't think that the people that like black olives understand how much of what they're tasting is just black olive and how much better it would be (laughs) were the black (laughs) olives not there. Well, I respect it if people like that. I'm sure that uh, there are things that I douse food with that other people wouldn't enjoy nearly as much. I it just it ruins a dish for me. It can they can ruin a dish. I totally agree, Andy, and may I take this time to tell the story of when I worked at Subway and had a regular customer who would order a meatball sub, extra black olives. Extra implies that there were some on there to begin with. Well, I mean, you, you order the black olives, but he wanted them extra, and then extra mayonnaise. That's so gross. That, it, no, it's it's that's a I don't know. That's a sandwich directed by Wes Craven. It's the most disgusting food product I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Hands down, bar none, including anything that I've said is the most disgusting thing I've ever uh-huh. seen here on the show. Uh, and he would order it on the regular. Dan, I'm talking weekly. I think obviously we are going to have to get one of these and try it on the show. Oh, <laughs> I could get the guy on the show. Oh, Andy. you could. Oh, do you know. Yeah, him? Does he I listen? Could. I do know him. He doesn't listen, oh. and he would be a bad guest. 
But okay. hey, isn't that all of them? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Andy, uh, all, all those complaints aside about it being mischaracterized as a taco salad, I thought the haystack was perfectly all right if that's the thing you're in, into. It really just seemed like, you know, it also had some cheese on there, which I fully thought was like a cafeteria-style shredded cheese. It was like the degree of shred that you get on... Um, not a Taco Bell taco, but truly like a soft taco that mm-hmm. you would get in the cafeteria. You know that yellow shred that I'm talking yep. about that just melts really well. I, so I thought that that was all great. I thought the meatless crumble was good, if not a little underflavored. I there was also just no real like tacoy flavor to this. No like cumin or anything. Yeah. Uh, no distinct flavor to the kind of meat substitute at all. Uh, just really all tasted of beans and guacamole and salsa and sour cream, which turns out is a perfectly fine thing because all those things are delicious and go great together. But um, I'm not going to be ordering the uh, $7 seven layer dip <laughs> from from Earth's Harvest again. Yeah. Uh, you get something I, else there? Yeah, man. Um, I went. Uh, I went to Earth's Harvest with with a mistress, mm. and uh, she ordered the barbecued beefless, mm. uh, which was a sloppy Joe. Okay. I mean, it was just a sweet sloppy Joe. Sure. Not bad. It was fine. Yeah. Had a couple. Had a bite or two of that. We also split an order of squash croquettes. Ooh, Andy. And these were uh, fantastic. Really liked these a lot. Had a light puffy. But still crispy breading. Wow. Almost like a fish breading. Um, the warm, creamy squash inside. It wouldn't have surprised me if there had been, if it's mixed with like flour or potato or something else to give it a little bit more body. Because sure. there were also like pieces of very finely chopped squash of some kind in there also. A little salty, a little garlicky, very savory. It was like a hush puppy with squash. Wow. Really good. Really tasty. Also got some potato wedges as my side. These were um, thick, hot cooked potatoes, Dan. Mm-hmm. A little salted, pretty into it. I, I can dig a potato wedge. And they were different sizes. So I don't think anything here is like frozen. They're sure. definitely just making all I this agree. stuff fresh. And that, that's really cool. Um, they also sold us really hard. I think I, I, they spotted me as a mark. They could just tell this guy's here to spend. <laughs> They sold us real hard on the peach cobbler that oh, was just wow. coming out of the oven. Nice. And uh, Dan, it was delicious. It was so good. It was really warm, uh, obviously, because it just came out of mm-hmm. the oven. It was dense. It, it, you know, a lot of times with the cobbler, I'm a little uh, apprehensive. That's maybe not even the right word. It's not always my favorite thing to get. It kind of depends on the fruit to cake slash breading whatever ratio. Sure. Because I want a lot more of the cake than I want the fruit in most cases, especially if it's peach, which is not my favorite peach unless it is a fresh peach because a frozen peach and a fresh peach are two very different things. I'm happy to say that these are the the peaches in this tasted good, but also I'm even more happy to say that this was like a good 65% bread or cake, which is which is perfect ratio. And also they served it with a bunch of of non-dairy soft-serve ice cream, Dan. Oh, nice. And uh, I don't know if you've had a lot of vegan ice cream. It's su- I, surprisingly good. I've had good. a little bit, yeah. Surprisingly good. Um, not as sweet as real ice cream mm-hmm. in this particular case, which wound up being kind of a positive thing because there was a lot of other sweet 
so there's a lot of sweetness going on elsewhere in the cobbler. I've never had vegan soft serve. It seems like it'd be tough to get to that consistency. I've had cashew milk ice cream from yeah. the pint and coconut milk ice cream from the pint, but uh, never, never a soft ice cream. Well, it. I'll say it melted pretty quick. Sure, it was. It was one of those kind of rainy, dreary days. It wasn't that hot outside? Actually, we're like. It was one of those days where we kept taking our jackets off and putting them back on. Mm-hmm. One of those kind of things. And uh, it still melted pretty quick. So it wasn't exactly like ice cream in that way. It, it, it melted down a little bit faster. But it still had a really, it was still a really nice textural counterpoint to the, or complementary uh, texture to the uh, cobbler. It sure. was good. What I'm saying is it was, it was really tasty. And I was nice. glad that we, we got it. It was also like 350 and it was an enormous serving. We split it and uh, I ate the rest when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I gotta say, I also dropped about four bucks on a dessert up there mm. and went with the colossal cinnamon roll, Whoa. which uh, they must just do a tray in the morning because they already had it all ready to go whenever nice. I placed my order. And I totally agree, Andy. This place's dessert game is on point. This cinnamon roll was the best I've had for the show. So good. And I'm a huge roll. I, I don't even know how to describe it here. Probably Sony Walkman size. Uh, if you stacked about four Sony Walkmans on top of each other, really filled the whole like little plastic container. How many that you get talk boys, though? Oh, goodness. Oh, man. It, probably about 2.5 talk boys. <laughs> really really liked this cinnamon roll especially for something vegan i that was part of why i pushed back on you saying gluten-free because mm. there's no way that this was a gluten-free okay. cinnamon roll uh yeah, was wrong. last cinnamon roll i had for the episode was whenever we visited visited the date lady shop had a date cinnamon roll and uh didn't love it andy mm-hmm. didn't love it like Same i love this one this one just blew me out of the water just covered in a nice white glaze and even that like first layer that you pull off had the level of cinnamon sugar coating on the inside to where it was like you were getting the coveted center bite Mm -hmm. of the cinnamon roll which y'all know what i'm talking about that center bite so good i mean i you know give me a remake of hellraiser with just center bites (laughs) Wow. Ooh. Really swinging hard at just the 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 bad untenable jokes mm-hmm. this week. <laughs> All right, so that's Earth's Harvest. Pretty good stuff. Uh-huh. Pretty also good stuff. Kind of seems like their fryer may be the way to go. I mm-hmm. saw a picture of some like fried mushrooms mm. on their Facebook that looked really great. And also somebody was there like talking up the fish and chips, which wow. I don't know how you would even do vegan fish and chips, but it seems like their batter and fryer are uh, really batting a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next, we have a place that is not technical, technically, technically mm-hmm. new. But it's uh, newly reopened. It's been closed for a couple of years and wow. is back. There's only one place we could be talking about, Dan. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yoshi Jin. Wow. Yoshi Jin. Japanese cuisine prepared from fresh ingredients is their Facebook about section. Uh, this is Jennifer Young's East Battlefield Sushi Spot. It closed for maybe a couple of years, but recently reopened to provide takeout lunches during the pandemic. Hmm. 
Yoshi Jin. Had you been there previously, Dan? I had never been to Yoshi Jin before, and I'm kind of surprised, Andy. You know, this is very close to where I grew up, very mm-hmm. close to my home. Uh, and when I was growing up, whenever I lived with my parents, we always lamented that there was no Asian food very close. Now, there is, you can go down to like Lucy's on Sunshine and 65, but not a big fan of Lucy's. Shaking my head. The only other closest one is literally the Chinese chef on mm. Enterprise, which. I'm fine with Chinese chef. Like them. Don't like the Enterprise one as much as the Campbell location. Wow. Personally, but this Yoshi Jin is is just a, so much closer as far as Asian food goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad it's there, Andy. Really? Boy, how? Okay. Did I enjoy the Yoshi Jin. Why don't you get into it then? Andy, only about seven things on their menu, and I would call them the greatest hits. <laughs> They're really like nothing crazy wild going on here. You got your chicken teriyaki, your beef bulgogi. Uh, we got a spilled water here on the couch. Andrew, yeah. boy, I went with the beef bulgogi. That's what you bull went with? Yes. It's right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the wet spot in the couch that, Oops. That, that you caused. Uh, not too bad, though. I ordered my beef bulgogi, and it must have been Jennifer that was serving me because she said, have you had my beef bulgogi yet? Hmm. I said, no, I have not. And she said, I think you're going to be addicted. Wow. Which, Andy, I don't know if you can tell by the way I'm scratching at my skin by, <laughs> by the lesions and the uh, the teeth that I'm missing. Yeesh. I very much am addicted to this beef bulgogi. <laughs> cool. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, you got a TV around here? Yeah. I'm going to sell that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be like a requiem for a yes, dance. Yes, yes. That's, that's what I was going for. They're going to have to get my arm amputated Ugh. because this beef bulgogi is so good. Andy, Yoshi Jin, kind, kind of a weird place. It's called Yoshi Jin Grill and Sides, sides. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because there's only like three sides. Each uh, menu item besides the yakisoba comes with a choice of two of three sides, mm-hmm. which I think was noodles. Uh, crispy vegetables or what? And like an island potato salad, mm-hmm. I think is what it was called. I've talked about that potato salad on the show a couple times. Oh, previous. wow. Yeah. Must have not been paying any attention, yeah, well. Andy. Not, nothing new there. <laughs> uh, I went with the noodles and those crispy vegetables. And just to start with the beef bulgogi, real small portion mm-hmm. for, for the prices here. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could get Asian food a lot cheaper mm-hmm. here in town. You could actually go to Golden Korean and get a big old order of uh, beef bulgogi with all the sides for probably the same price or less. But all that aside, the actual beef bulgogi was so good, Andy. And unlike any beef bulgogi I've ever had, no sauce really to speak of. Must have just been some kind of marinade on the beef grilled nice texture to mm-hmm. it 
just you know a modest pile of, of sliced beef that that was my biggest detractor here was the modest portion <laughs> but boy was that beef good and reminded me of a good just roast like a slow cooker roast nothing particularly uh lit up in my head saying like uh asian food or i guess bulgogi is specifically korean and this yeah. is a japanese restaurant but truly the biggest flavor profile i was getting was that of just like a down home roast beef which boy i love served with a little you know scooper of white rice very very good flavor wise not great portion wise what what'd you get dan i ordered general chicken extra extra spicy i specified on the phone to make it as spicy as possible asap i want i want you to take a look here um this is not in any way a knock on this place this is my dedication to getting yoshi jen how many calls did it take me to get through dan Oh, geez. <laughs> At least three, I'm seeing. No, oh. Dan. Look at the number next to. Oh, 15, Andy. <laughs> yeah. I had this whole plan, you know, because uh, my options are limited as far as when I'm able to eat at a place for sure. lunch, similar to you. Oh, only open 11 to 2. Actually, my options aren't limited. I just had it in my head. That's why I wanted to do that day because I was sure. going to be on that side of town already. I went to that side of the town for my mother's birthday and to celebrate my father's birthday just the day before not knowing it was so close and then trekked to that side of town again the next day lame to brag like that (laughs) that that i have parents yeah have birthdays one of which we missed when we were locked down (laughs) i wore a mask don't get off my freaking butt (laughs) (laughs) listeners (laughs) i'm trying to make this to where andy doesn't have to cut anything and yeah it makes me sound like a little baby boy stuff to do tonight (laughs) (laughs) okay so i i ordered general chicken extra extra spicy dan after call number 15 (laughs) they were busy i you know they were busy so i would call i would wait 15 seconds and then call back again so i will say it it took me only one call to get through but they might have gotten a really long order from an office or something who knows um so these are very lightly breaded slices of pounded chicken. So like Ooh, those okay. thin strips. Also had a very thin layer of sauce. Chicken was tough and chewy, maybe a little overcooked. Hmm. Now, that's not the way it w- used to be there. They used to have bigger chunks of chicken. Um, this was very different than I had expected. So this, they've changed it up a little bit Definitely. is what I'm saying. Um, what abnormal for a general chicken to have that flattened yes. pounded chicken. And I got it. That's what I'm getting to here is I'm not totally sure that I got general chicken. Oh, really? I ordered general chicken, but I think that may not been what I what I actually got. What little sauce there was had a had a honey sweetness with if there was heat, it was just a little bit. I'm not sure that there was any heat. <laughs> I really wanted it. So I was like, hey, is that was that some was that, a, was that some spiciness there? And uh, I don't like Michael Mann circa 1990 or before 1995. Mm-hmm. Not much heat. No heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did make a movie called L.A. Takedown from the same screenplay. Do you know this? No, I didn't. Yeah, he made a TV movie from the same screenplay and uh, it wasn't good. And then he remade it as heat. Isn't that wild? Wow. Yeah. 
The the diner scene is the exact same dialogue. Whoa, that uh-huh. is crazy. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube. Man, heat rules. It's so good. I'm just thinking about heat today. Unsubscribe from this podcast. Use that $5 <laughs> to rent yourself a copy of Michael Mann's Heat. Now, buy the definitive edition 4K Blu-ray mm-hmm. instead. That's yeah. probably also $5. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you can probably get that in the $5 <laughs> bin. But you know what? Go ahead and donate another $250 to Ozark mm-hmm. Food Harvest yeah. while you're at it. Just to, just to keep your soul right. <laughs> um, yeah, had I not specifically ordered General Chicken, I, I would never have identified this dish as General Chicken. It wasn't general sauce. It tasted more like a mellow version. Like uh, this is this is for real a mellow version of a sauce you'd get at Panda Express. Whoa! Um, so Panda Express gives you that like candy sweetness. So this sort of had that almost like too sticky texture to it, but it wasn't as sweet. Even though it still tasted like honey, uh, it was almost like a Panera version of a Springfield style chicken hmm. dish i I've, i don't know this isn't really fair because I, I i have tried and enjoyed this place in the past but i didn't like this that i got today sure and i've had general chicken there that i liked before you know years ago anyway i was really excited to try the potato salad because they fry the potatoes before they put them oh, in the potato yeah, okay salad. now i do remember yeah. yes uh, apparently it's island potato salad uh-huh. now uh, so it's very small From squares the island. Yes, Dan, from the island. <laughs> that t- very much took me by surprise. Well, okay. No! <laughs> I know I do have to edit! Is that bad? Yeah! You're not allowed to say that? <laughs> you know that. We both read Marlon James' book. You know what that means. <laughs> I read most of it. <laughs> oh, what time is it? <laughs> Uh, just at an hour. I have to edit it now. <laughs> we were always going to have to. <laughs> oh, well, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, uh, small squares of fried potatoes with uh, mayo and some light seasoning. Tasted like fried potatoes and uh, kind of a mild mustard, Dan. Sure. It's pretty good. Also, was not exactly what I remembered either. Abnormal Asian side. Yeah, I like it as an Asian side. It's pretty cool. Um Again, not exactly what I remembered. I think they've changed up the recipes a little bit. Sure. Also, there wasn't nearly as much as I remember getting before. So I think maybe they're doing the lunch portion thing. That's probably mm-hmm. why you didn't have so much. And Lunch portion, dinner prices. Yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> I ordered mine with soba noodles instead uh-huh. of uh, oh, rice, really? Dan. Uh, this The noodles tasted like wheat bread. Actually, really, really uh-huh. good. Yeah. Um, made me wish I'd gotten like a straight-up yakisoba dish. Like the one, they, the one they have on the lunch menu there had a very full, rich, weedy flavor that would but have been really get great. One side with the yaki soba, I know. Andy. I know. I know. Well, it's because one of the sides is the the main. Yeah, sure. Uh, it would have been really good with some broccoli or carrots in there, maybe mm-hmm. some kind of protein. I mean, these noodles are really fantastic. Like them a lot. I also got some crab rangoon with mine, Dan. Ordered a little side, sure, crispy and crunchy. But had a, but a lot a lot different than most crab rangoon. They're really big, uh-huh. but the but the wonton skin they use is lighter and a lot airier than what we're used to. It was good. I mean, very thin, very thin. I I thought the mine were really good. I don't know that I got the airiness, but hmm. mine also sat around for a minute oh, okay. before I got to it. I had a long drive, and, and I'm I also pretty close. Let it sit for just a minute. Uh, I thought I had a nice crunch, almost more like a pork rind texture. Oh sure, because uh, it was so so airy. The filling was rich and uh, pretty fluffy. The cream cheese in there was mm-hmm. fluffy. Pretty sure it's just cream cheese and no crab. 
I don't know what you thought about didn't, that. Didn't get a huge crab yeah. or scallion taste. It's usually either going to taste like cream cheese, crab, or like green onions. Mm-hmm. I think those are the three pre- flavor profiles we've identified for crab rangoons. I really enjoyed the crab rangoon. It was a nice surprise. You know, I, that was one of the things I did remember being good there. And it turned out to be pretty tasty. Didn't get those crispy vegetables, though. No, I didn't. I did, Andy. Oh! And I gotta say... They were pretty good. I also got the noodles, um, which I don't think were yakisoba noodles. I think that they were just plain oily lo mein noodles. Okay. Uh, but very good. Nice, oily, crisp to them. Perfectly fine. Nothing super special about them. But these crispy vegetables, Andy, these were, I mean, it was mostly just kind of a cabbage slaw. Uh, I don't think it was really cooked at all. It truly was crispy, but I think they had maybe given it a little time to sit in like a vinegar mixture mm. so they were lightly pickled really really enjoyed these veggies especially mixing it all together i mean really mixing everything on the plate together uh with that beef bulgogi was quite a treat you know what i love the most about these veggies what you though? love the most about those veggies this is something that you just brought up i think just last week on the show mm-hmm. the cabbage was still in a chunk of cabbage to where you had layers of like they had like cut a little wedge out of the cabbage to where uh-huh. you get the cabbage layers as a full piece and the way the vinegar kind of permeated like within those cracks gave such a great crunchy texture to the whole thing uh-huh. I, I really enjoyed it Re- overall really enjoyed the whole thing however I don't know what what's the entree price. I think it was like nine ninety five plus the five dollars for crab rangoons. Pretty expensive. Expensive as far as like a lunch portion of Asian yeah. food goes. I mean, uh, th- there's there's no shortage of l- l- lunch Asian you can get here in Springfield, Missouri, for way cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I just talked about the new house deal. Mm-hmm. I'm just like judging everything against that, you know. Um, but it is, I mean, I feel like it's pretty high quality, you know, but I, I, I almost feel like you could get out of Bao Bao for a cheaper lunch. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Than, I think that's uh, where I'm going to go for my birthday this weekend if it's ooh, open. Nice. I, they, they are open. Yeah. Oh, I, I, don't I know saw if the today. dining area open is. Anyway, do we have anything else to say about uh, Yoshi Jen? I don't. I, I think overall I enjoyed Yoshi Jen. You know, it'd be fun to to pick what our favorite of the what you eaten restaurants for the week was since we've decided to uh pin ourselves down to three to four restaurants for each of these episodes i don't know if you noticed dan but i gave middling to negative reviews of all the places of, of every single one of them now, i liked i liked individual items at the earth's harvest and yoshi gen quite a bit uh but I, I was a little bit more negative today than i typically am and like to be but. yeah and I, I got to go Yoshi Jin, though, because the, the yakisoba noodles were awesome. I absolutely go Yoshi Jin as well. And please, you know, especially with the What You Eat in episodes, take these reviews with a grain of salt because these are new places. They're still working out all the kinks. And, you know, it's 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 a tough time out there right now to be a restaurant. And I know that a lot of the times we'll post about these and the restaurateurs will spend five dollars of their hard earned income yeah. to listen to the episode. And if they are listening right now, I, I love y'all. I, I love every single one of you. And I and I want to kiss you on the <laughs> mouth. That's happened twice now where restaurateurs will just donate $5 and not not reading the text that says you have to do a recurring donation to get access. 
Oh, really? Do you? Yeah. Wow. So I, I've just had to, I've just sent them the episodes to be like, I, I know why. Yeah, you, absolutely. I recognize your name. <laughs> God, you got to do it recurring to get the access, man. You do. That's dirty. That's the point. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it says it very clearly on there. Oh, well, you know, you know, I'm more used to a Patreon subscription right. service. That's that's where I pay for my podcast up to twenty dollars a month now. Andy, uh, me too. On, on a premium podcast, my girlfriend wanted to get into one of them, so upped it from 15 to 20 i might have to unsub from one of them i just they're all too good i just subscribed to another one today we're gonna talk about it off mic all right dan let's move into everyone especially our everyone's especially our favorite part of the show what you been eating with your eyes and ears dan oh boy andy i thought we would never get to it and i even had a little sticky note around here somewhere with all the water on it i've been eating no i just lost it it doesn't matter andy with yeah. my ears. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I've been eating up a whole lot of content. Nice. Been listening I'll put my mic down. To this band, Andy, called The Fall. Oh, The Fall. You ever Mark, listen to Mark The Fall? Smith. Mark E. Smith. Yeah. Absolutely. Boy, I have really stumbled into a hole with the with the fall here it's a deep hole, my friend. 31 studio albums, over 90 live albums uh compilations galore so good it got got into the fall about a year ago with just a handful of their albums and now i'm like really doing the thing where i'm trying to like listen to all of those albums i i think last saturday i listened to them for like six hours straight and i made it from like 1978 to 1981 i think like really just barely put a dent in their career that lasted until 2017 upon his death with no breaks no Mm -hmm. breaks at all Mm -hmm. i've also since watched a little documentary about the fall on youtube which is available and uh gotta tell you 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 need to turn it up so that you can understand a single word that marquis smith is saying he he has a quite the heavy british accent there and there were no captions available Mm -hmm. but uh man really good andy really good it's gonna be tough to uh stop my like constant journey through their work to uh pick up your sister city album (laughs) here but uh i promise you i i will listen to it well, and okay. I will judge it against uh, <laughs> m- like maybe the single greatest punk band to ever exist. The fall. Wow. That's that's a I mean, it's not even really a band. It's just one guy and whoever could find to tolerate him. Yeah, it's one guy and like almost 100 different oh, members. Yeah. It, <laughs> he loved he, he would like hire 16 year olds and stuff for the band, not in like a really predatory way, uh, at least like in the way that we think of predators right more in a predatory way to be like just because he knew that like they had what he like they had to offer uh-huh. the energy that he wanted for the fall he hired this 16 year old guitarist who said in this documentary that one night him and the bassist switched sides of the stage because they couldn't hear each other properly so they switched sides hoping that the monitors uh would be different in there and after the show, he almost punched the guitarist out saying, what do you think we are? You two <laughs> for switching sides. So if you if you if you're in the fall, you stay in your spot on the stage <laughs> and you don't fool around. And whenever Mark Smith comes over and messes with your amp, you just go fix it because that's what he's going to do. I have I've listened to the fall, but not that much because their catalog is really daunting. Yeah, um, I will say that I've read 
many, many, many stories about them mm-hmm. in punk rock books because oh, yeah. it's like every punk rock band played with them during that time mm-hmm. and they all had stories to tell about or it. Or their members were mm-hmm. in the band at some point. Yeah, just very, such a prolific career. I think he like, I think they were banned from playing Glastonbury for a bunch of years <laughs> because he made uh, Bob Dylan wait to go on. Wow. <laughs> oh, he's just such a crotchety old like truly a mean mean man uh dead now but man i i, I just love it and he, he put out some real great music i'll, I'll make you a playlist sure. someday something a little tenable i've already got some album wrecks for yeah. you that, that are a little easier to parse than that full discography i uh, i've not been listening to very much lately dan because i was like in the mixing and mastering stage of uh getting my album done and so anytime i was in the car i was like okay i better like do another sure. close listen to this gotta listen and, to it in those car speakers yeah i mean that's the only speakers that i trust because that's oh, kind of yeah. the only high quality well it's not the only high quality speaker i have access to but it's one that i hear music on the most often oh, lp says not to m- mix an album unless you like are listening to oh. it through the car speakers like, yeah i mean I mean, that seems smart. I don't know how many comparisons are going to run between Run the Jewels and, uh, and uh, uh, Sister City. But well, uh, you haven't heard it yet, buddy. It's a lot heavier than anything, any of the other stuff I've, I've done. Yeah. Not to call it particularly heavy, but every song's got an electric guitar on it. Wow. So get ready. That's not true. One of them doesn't. Wait, plug that thing into the wall? <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. <laughs> you don't do that. I don't know why I said yes. That's insane. <laughs> I do like the idea of like two chords coming out of an electric guitar. It's like, and then just like a, a just power like, strip right yeah. in the middle of the stage, and all the guys having to maneuver two chords. It's so annoying having to do with one. Oh yeah. But yet, I haven't been on stage in a long time. By the way, if you play an instrument and like the music, if you listen to the album, come be in my band. Yeah. Play exactly exactly what I recorded. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, doing the uh, wireless guitar thing because sure. you can you know you can get the thing where it transmits the signal to your amp without a without mm-hmm. a cord would never do that need the cord need to be anchored down but then again i'll never use airpods either i got my trusty earbuds in my pocket all the time i'd like to i'd like to be tangled dan yeah you know like i've Rapunzel. i have definitely kicked the wired earbuds almost you in, have entirely oh yeah i don't have airpods because i don't have money mm-hmm. uh but i do have a five dollar like single wireless bluetooth headphone that i got off of amazon that is incredible i, wow. I love it i i love bluetooth headphones i i mean i certainly still still keep a pack of cordeds on me mm-hmm. because I it's, it's really annoying not being able to listen to music whenever your battery isn't charged on your headphone. Yeah. But boy, I love them, Andy. I go through corded headphones like crazy. Oh, yeah. I probably do 15 pairs a oh, year. Oh, my God. If, if, so many. If not more. I, I'll tell you what. I've gone through less headphones since I've switched to Bluetooth. Huh? Yeah. Because that, that cord, that's okay. that's typically the part that screws Let's up. get away from this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's good. I've been watching movies. You know, I kind of took mm-hmm. a break and was only focusing on the music there for a little while, but I have found some time to watch some movies here in the last uh, a week or so. I, I rewatched The French Connection. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's probably, probably been 10 years. And I watched a couple of Scorsese movies here in the last year. I think you and I watched... One taxi in the theater, driver taxi together, driver, yeah. a couple that was a couple years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. But you know, everybody talks about those being these like quintessential New York movies. But man, French Connection has like just as strong a sense of place, uh, and it's grimy and gritty. 
Like oh, yeah. 70s New York City. That That's all in there. He and shoots I, a man in the back on the poster. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's not a Scorsese movie, though, because it's not too concerned with, like, uh, interiority or that, that, that kind of theme, those kind of themes. You know, there's no, like, Catholic guilt being worked out or anything like sure. that. It's just a really gritty crime story, and it rules. It's so good. And because of that, I wound up watching... Um, Another William Freakin movie that I had been on my list to watch forever called Sorcerer mm-hmm. that I think was not available for a long time for whatever reason. It was a huge bomb. That's sure. part of it. But I had never seen anything quite like it. And I think I've decided I'm a massive William Friedkin fan right now. He's Has, hasn't yeah. made a movie I don't really like or love. Haven't seen them all, though. I'm going to fill in the gaps. Don't be surprised if uh, a month from now you hear me talking about like four or five <laughs> more William Friedkin movies. So I watched Sorcerer. The story of this movie is uh, these four men from different countries. They're all criminals that have been forced to like leave because of stuff that they've done. Sure. In their home countries, they meet in an unspecified uh, South American country and then are recruited to haul uh, sticks of sweaty dynamite. That is dynamite that is sweating nitroglycerin. Nice. Uh, and, you know, obviously it's very precarious. Ah. And they have to haul it in the back of like... Uh, trucks <laughs> have to haul in the back of these trucks for 216 miles to help like put out an oil tanker fire or something not an oil, a refinery fire wow that's the story of the movie here's the thing though dan that story does not start until an hour into the movie and it's two hours long the first hour is setting up what these dudes are doing before that so each of them gets like a little prologue and you have to like know that that is the structure of the movie because I, I actually was like, what is going on? Sure. So I get to the third section. I have no idea what, what's happening. That I Am I watching the same stories as the same person I just saw? But, um, I had to actually pause and go look at Wikipedia. Hmm. And then like, I was like, oh, so I'm meeting yeah. these guys. Okay. And uh, then they all wind up in the... Uh, so <laughs> what word was I saying? Uh, South American country. Sure. They all wind up there and it's kind of follows what they're doing down there and it really takes its time, lets you get to know these guys and invest in them. And I was also thinking about this with French Connection. Um, movies about really bad people. Like they're, oh, yeah. they're everyone in the movie is totally unsympathetic. And uh, once they actually get on that journey, it's the most tense movie watching experience I think I've ever had. And you don't, you know, find it at all wrong that you're watching a movie where the lead character doesn't uphold all your <laughs> beliefs where where the lead's not a nice guy. I mean, isn't it teaching you to do all the bad stuff? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, oh, okay. I quit my job and uh, <laughs> moved to South America. We're I've, doing I've this noticed from you Zoom. got a bunch of sweaty dynamite <laughs> laying around here. Well, I didn't mention that uh, uh, Roy Scheider is the, the, the sole American member of this cast, nice. Dan. Actually, he's not the only American, but he's the only American of that uh, cent- the central four and maybe the, the best face ever. Oh, yeah on film. He's fantastic. On camera. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's Great also, face. you know, he's the second lead in French Connection. But I uh, just loved Sorcerer Dan. Nice. So intense. And uh, just, I didn't sleep. Uh, I couldn't sleep after because <laughs> it was so crazy. So maybe don't watch it if you're trying to <laughs> get ready to go to bed. There's one other one I wanted to talk about, Dan. Um, similarly, like there's a connection maybe between these two movies. Watched Rafifi. You know this sure. one? Yeah. You know it? Okay. It's um, it's not. I, I guess it's a French movie, but it's a, it's an American director who was a noir director here who was blacklisted uh, during you know the McCarthy era. Sure, and then communist. Moved, yes, and then well, allegedly, and then moved to France to start making movies there. He made a couple movies in America first that are really 
well known. I think the Naked City is one of them. Mm. It's like a, it's an old noir that people really love. Anyway, um, Rafifi is a one last job heist movie. And similar to Sorcerer, spends about 20 minutes showing you that its lead character is an absolutely reprehensible human being sure. that you should not root for. Um, he does awful, awful things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like 1955, and it's but it's France. So, you know, the rating ah, systems yes. are a little bit different. You get away with a lot more. And uh, the, the best part about this movie is a, the, there's a 30-minute sequence where they're pulling off this heist. Mm-hmm. There's no music, and there is no dialogue. That's where I know it from. Uh, whenever I very first started listening to podcasts like 10, 11 years ago, um, I listened to film spotting for a while, yeah. and they were doing a series that included, uh, I think it was a French New Wave series, and they did. Is, that's not part of the French New Wave. No, that would, be a, that would have been a little earlier. They covered Rafifi. Sure. Yeah. But uh, it was fantastic. Even after that, you know, kind of show-stopping 30-minute high sequence, it still has a really... It has another 30 minutes after that. Wow. It's sort of the come down from that and follow this, follows this dude. Actually, the ending, ending between that and the French Connection are somewhat similar in that it sort of becomes a chase, you know, kind of a small-scale chase. Anyway, just awesome. It's on the, Sounds criteri- good. On the Criterion channel. If you are, check you that out. You in for that. So... Uh, you know what else is on the Criterion channel? That brings up... What I wanted to close out with here sure. on the What I've Been Eating With My Eyes and Ears. A <laughs> couple weeks back now, watched Waiting for Guffman for Ooh. the first time. You hadn't seen it? Oh, my God, That's Andy. like in the Missouri movie canon, Dan. I, I'm convinced it's the best Missouri movie. Like, I mean, Roadhouse is way yeah. up there, obviously. Uh, fantastic Missouri movie. But all of Waiting for Guffman takes place in Blaine, Missouri. A cool, like, 85 minutes of some of the funniest stuff ever put to film. And then just <laughs> a few weeks after watching it for the first time, of course, the uh, incredible Fred Willard I know. passed away. So, I know. It, you know, just to do that here on the show, which we don't do often, but a uh, RIP Fred Willard, okay, maybe one of the funniest people ever to live. Yeah. He was, wasn't as hysterically funny. Yeah. Well, was, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a moment waiting for Guffman. I love that waiting for Guffman is rated R, despite being like one of the most gentle and oh softest movies. Yeah. It has one scene for which it is rated R, mm-hmm. and it is one of the funniest moments in the oh. entire movie. Andy, that that movie just front <laughs> to back was like. So you know, I'd seen Best in the Show, and I'm familiar with Christopher Guest, uh-huh. but for some reason, just had not checked out Waiting for Guffman. And yep. if you are like I was. Please, it's on the Criterion channel, or, or you could just, you know, s- drop the $3 to old Uncle Jeff Bezos, <laughs> pay for it on Amazon, and uh, get it that way, because it's so, so good. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome. It. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Anyway, so should we tell everybody what we're going to be covering for next episode, since they get that special Tower Club privilege? Oh, Andy. I forget about how privileged all our Tower Club <laughs> listeners are. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be visiting La Paloma. La Paloma. Wow. Wow. Fancy one. Yeah. Pretty good. Fancy. I was looking at those prices today. I was like, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we went to Teriyaki Grill last week. It's like, we got to pick something we know is going to be good. Yes. And I really like La Paloma. So. Yeah. Um, real expensive. That's yeah. all I'll say so far because <laughs> I've had it. Oh, you had you already went this yep, week. Yep, Very cool. Went just okay. a few days ago, or last night actually. Nice, that's awesome. Well, I guess we'll talk about that in a couple of days, huh? Probably talk about it here as soon as these mics shut off. Okay.
Now we do manually power down the mics, uh, which are also plugged into the wall here. <laughs> Got a so many cords. Dangerously full power strip going here. Uh, what with all the microphones and uh, the mini electric guitars. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, we like to have some guitars just to noodle with while we're recording here. You know, <laughs> imagine how the, just the sheer unlistenability if that were true. <laughs> just two <laughs> guitars being noodled <laughs> during a podcast. I don't know. I think sounds pretty fun. Well, yeah, to do, not to <laughs> listen to. All right. Anything else we need to say? Nah, I hope not. Media.